Are you a virtual assistant juggling all the things? You know, inquiries, contracts, payments. It can feel a little overwhelming at times trying to keep up with everything, right? Well, meet your new business BFF, insert HoneyBook. Think of HoneyBook as the upgrade your VA business didn't even know that it needed, taking you from beginner to polished and professional in no time. I've been using HoneyBook since day one of my business, and let me tell you, it's been a lifesaver for this busy mom. It's user-friendly, lets you automate workflows, and my favorite part is that it's completely customizable, so it'll look like it's native to your brand. I know what you're thinking. Do I really need a customer management platform? Well, spoiler alert, yes, you do. It's the secret ingredient that's given my VA business a 98% success rate of turning curious inquiries into solid bookings. Now, here's the deal. You can score an amazing 50% off right now if you use the link in the show notes. That's right. You heard that correctly. 50% off your entire subscription for any plan. And trust me when I say your business deserves the HoneyBook Upgrade. So for me, it is all about taking messy action. Stop overanalyzing and just start doing. We often hold ourselves back and we we get into these perfectionist tendencies. And I mean, even me, I was a procrastinator. I would plan everything to the nth degree. And it's like, no, I just need to take action. Because here's the thing, you know enough. Stop taking all the courses. Stop taking all the freebies implement what you know first. Take action. Action is what creates momentum. Momentum creates results. So you need to take action. Have you ever felt like society isn't built for moms? Maybe you're a mama with a tiny voice in your head telling you there must be another way to balance it all. You know, working, momming, all the things. Yep, I had it too. And it likely means you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Amanda Resch, a Southern mama with big city sensibilities. I'm the girl that took a daydream and built a profitable virtual assistant business all in the middle of a global pandemic. Now, I work from home alongside some of the biggest bloggers and influencers while running a six-figure agency. Come along as we dive into business, marketing, strategy, and real life as a female entrepreneur. I'm all about simple, easy, actionable steps that get real results. This podcast is for the millennial mom that is ready to kick imposter syndrome and start making money on her own terms. Get ready as we dig in, do the work, and redefine what it means to be a working mom. This is the Millennial Mom Movement. Welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. I am excited to introduce you guys to an extra special guest today. Her name is Amy Tro. She is a business coach and the founder of the Moms on a Mission community and host of the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. She helps ambitious entrepreneurs who are ready for more get unstuck and consistently break through 5K and beyond months without sacrificing their most valuable assets, which are time and money. 
Amy is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to online entrepreneurship, specifically for females. I am so excited for you guys to meet her because not only is she just like a ball of sunshine of a human, but she is a wealth of knowledge. So before I get into like all the nitty gritty of the topics that we're going to dive into today, Amy, tell us a little bit about you and who you are and what you're up to and how you got started. Oh my gosh, it's been a wild ride. To say the least, I am definitely an accidental entrepreneur. You know, I was always going through life, checking the boxes. You know, you think you know what you want to do when you grow up. So you go to college, you get the degree, you do all of the things. You get married, you have kids, you're working a nine to five. It wasn't until 2020 happened, which happened to all of us, that I finally had the opportunity to pause and wake up. And I went, what am I doing? I am working nonstop, going through the motions, but I'm not actually living. So it was during the pandemic that I opened up my first business and I loved it. I grew it to exactly where I wanted it to be. I was doing the thing, but just something felt off to me. And in the process of growing this business, I really learned, oh my gosh, you know, I'm having people coming to me, asking me how I did it. You know, I went to school for healthcare. I worked in physical therapy for 16 years. I didn't have a business degree, yet here I am running this business. And so I started, you know, teaching my friends, hey, here's how you can do it. Like, if I can do it, you certainly can do it too. And so I found myself empowering these women and I loved it. So about two years ago now, I officially walked away from my first business so I could focus on just pouring into moms now. So now I mentor mom business owners. I help these ambitious entrepreneurs who are ready for more get unstuck and break through those profit plateaus that we all hit. So when we start to, you know, hit those months, we think, okay, I need to hustle more. I need to do more. Well, no, let's start to work smarter, not harder, because what we really want is a business designed around our life, not our life designed around our business. So that's what I'm doing. I am helping moms live their dreams and reach their goals. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. What's interesting that you said is you kind of were like going through the motions of life which I think we often find, especially because they're sort of like these societal norms, right? Like you go to school, you get good grades, you go to college, you graduate college, you get married, you have kids and you're like, okay, but now what? Like, is this it? Like, is this all I'm ever going to do? And I love that you were brave enough to say, whoa, this isn't all that I'm going to do. And I actually want to do more. So tell me about what was the first business that you started? Because I think that's amazing that you're already on business number two and we're only three years in. That's amazing. I know it's crazy. So it was a a residential home organizing business. So I did both in-person and online services where I helped go in and help moms declutter to regain the time and space for what matters most. Because what I found is that when I became a mom, I was so overwhelmed by all of the things. I mean, it's like, how do these little people, these little babies that we have, have so many things? And things started to just get out of control. And so I was really able to go in and declutter and really develop systems and processes that worked so well 
that I really felt that sense of calm in my environment again, because when my environment was out of control, that added to the stress and anxiety as well. So it was in doing that that I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I love this. And I just took the leap and and did the darn thing. It was something that was always on my heart, but I just never had the time or energy to do it because it was, you know, you're working 40 hours a week. I had toddlers at home. There's just no time. So until society was like, okay, no, you have to stop. We have to pump the brakes a little bit. I would have still been going through the motions. It was nice to get that wake up call of, you know, what am I doing? Because we like to bank on the future a lot. You know, we as moms, especially, we tend to get stuck in that when then thinking. Totally. When the kids are older, then I'll do this. When we have enough money saved up, then I'll pursue that business. It's like, well, wait a minute. There's no guarantees in life. Yeah. And that's one thing that the pandemic did teach us is that nothing is guaranteed. So why not live life and take the risk and see what happens? I agree. And I like to sometimes play like worst case scenario, right? Like worst case scenario, let's say you attempted to start your business and it just epically failed. What would you do? Well, you would fall back on your degree and go get another job. Like it's, if you think about it like that, then it's kind of like, oh, it's not that scary and it's not that big of a deal. And I'm sure that first business, because you were creating such a foundation for yourself, kind of was a catalyst for where you are today to be able to mentor women and really impact them on a greater scale because they're in this place where they're where you were, you know, at the beginning of your business, trying to figure out, hey, what are the issues that I'm having? Why am I having these issues? Why am I stuck? So are there some common themes that you see within online business owners and specifically women that you're like, these are typical like patterns of behavior and issues that they're having. Oh my gosh, yes. And I think the biggest one is the mom martyr syndrome. As moms, we are nurturers. We want to be able to help everyone. But the problem is, is time and energy. Those are our two most valuable assets. And just because we can doesn't mean that we should. So that means taking a step back Asking for help, even within your own home, asking your kids to help pitch in with some of the household chores and activities, empowering them with those life skills. Because you take that step back, these are life skills. You know, my kids are in first and third grade, and they can pack their own school lunches, and they do a pretty good job. Yes, at first, it was a hot mess. There was jelly everywhere. It was just disastrous. But empowering them with those tools, that's teaching them life skills. So it's not just asking for help in business, but in our lives. It's being willing to be vulnerable and saying, you know what? I need some help because you can't do it all yourself. So I would say that is the the most common barrier that I see. And then the second is the fear of success. And I think this is holding women back from hitting that next level more than that fear of failure. I feel like after you've been in business for a while, it's not really that fear of failure that keeps you held back because it's like, okay, you know, I got this. We can figure this out. You know, I'm getting, you get braver as you do it, right? But sometimes it's that fear of success that you don't even realize you're holding yourself back. Because what happens is subconsciously we realize, like, wait a minute, okay, if I want to grow my business, 
I'm probably going to have to work more. So that means I'm going to be around my kids less. Do I really want that? So what do we do? We start self-sabotaging. And so it's this vicious cycle. But when you can take that step back and realize that you're doing this, that you're fearing success, that right there, that's a game changer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And honestly, being transparent, I think I've seen my own self struggle with both of those with the asking for help and even things like feeling guilty for dropping them off at a childcare situation when I know that they're well taken care of. But part of me is like, wait, I should be taking care of you 24 seven. Like I need to spend every waking moment with you because I love you so much. But at the same time, that's not realistic. And that's not the case. And then I love that you talk about a lot of times entrepreneurs fear success more than failure. So I don't think that is talked about enough. And I think that's very prevalent because you're right. Like it's scary if you're that person that's like, oh, I'm in my nine to five and like thinking of running my own business is crazy. Like that wrapping your mind around that seems really scary. But once you've made that hurdle, you're right. It's less about the fear of failure and more about the fear of success and like what might happen. And I think it's interesting that you said a lot of times people tie having to work more with success because typically when you're growing a business, you're working and you're working and you're working. And so Do you have any tips for women that are in that stage? They're growing their business and they are working, they're working, they're working. Like how can they maybe pull back or set some better boundaries or just create what feels like not even balance, but less chaos in their life? Right, exactly. Because that's what it is. I mean, balance is so elusive. It's managing the chaos because life is especially as a mom, you never know what each day is going to bring. You know, you can have things perfectly planned out on your schedule and you get a phone call from school that you have a sick kiddo that you have to get. And suddenly the day totally shifts. And that's the reality of it. But as moms, that is our superpower. We are amazing at strategic planning. We are amazing at figuring things out. So this is where I always recommend that my clients take a step back and take the time to write out workflows for every product, every service that they have. That way, what you can do is then identify what within my business can I automate, what can I delegate, and what can I eliminate? And those three things right there will let you regain control of the chaos because there's so many different automations available now. It's absolutely incredible. Every single week, I feel like there's something new coming out. But I mean, even scheduling links, there's so many things you can do that when a client wants to book with you, okay, they just click on this, it sends them a Zoom link, yada, yada, yada. You know, it goes effortlessly. You're not having to spend a minute here, a minute there. Those minutes add up throughout the day. And then a lot of times there's things that we can even eliminate off of our schedules. It's like, why are we doing this? If you're not getting any return on your investment, why are you pouring all of your energy and all of your money into these tasks over and over? So it's really in taking that pause and zooming out that everything starts to get more clear and you can identify those gaps and then work to fill them. A hundred percent agree. Okay. You mentioned, and I know you're really good at automations because I'm just going to like give you a little praise here. When I was on your podcast, I was so impressed with the automation of the booking process. So a lot of times, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but like if you're going to be a guest on a podcast, there's typically a series of emails and coordination and links and things that need to be sent back and forth between the host and the guest. And oftentimes you can tell that 
people are sending those organically and it's not an automated sequence. And Amy's was an automated sequence and it was amazing. And I didn't feel like, oh, Amy's not sending me these personalized emails. I felt very supported because the automation was very solid. And so I want to give you praise for that. But also, do you have some tools that are your favorite for automations? Like I always use this, this, and this or something like that. So my number one favorite tool is Zapier, D-A-P-I-E-R. Basically what that does is it's a free tool that you can use. And this is great for beginners because so many times to get the automations, you have to pay through each platform. Well, as a business owner, you may not have the budget to pay for the automations, the upgraded fancy features of some of these awesome systems. But what Zapier does is it lets systems talk to each other. So say someone is scheduling to be a guest on the podcast. What it does is once everything gets triggered there, it gets sent to my inbox. Okay, the client booked. Now what I can do is I can set up a zap that, all right, when a new client books, I can pop them onto my email list so that so many days before the recording, it's going to send out an email of, okay, here's what to expect before the recording. So just taking the time to do a little research on the back end is absolutely phenomenal. And most email platforms have automations that you can set up within them. It's just finding what works for you because depending on what stage of business you're in, different things are going to be beneficial in different ways. Automation should be saving you time, not costing you more time. And so that's something that's really important is zoom out and say, okay, is this going to be beneficial for me, for the stage my business is at? And if the answer is yes, dive into it. Try it out. Literally, you can YouTube anything. So if you're struggling to get it set up, pull up YouTube on one side of your screen. Pull up your system on the other side of the screen and walk through step by step. And that right there is a beautiful thing. And with technology, they're constantly coming out with new tools to use. So, you know, keep your eyes and ears open because there's always new things in the works that are developing. So just start Googling and it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I one thing that I always tell our students is a lot of these platforms have free trials. So what I used to do yes. when I was like literally just me, a solopreneur in my business, I would do the free trial, poke around see if I liked it and be like, is this going to work for me? Yes or no. And then I would set a reminder on my calendar. Let's say it was like a seven day trial. Okay. By day seven, either yes, I'm going to pay for the $10 a month or no, I'm going to cancel it and find something else that works better. And that's how we very strategically chose what platforms we want to use in our business. And the great thing is now that we chose them with intention, we haven't really switched things around too much in the past three years. We've just sort of grown with the platform, which has been really nice. Exactly. It's all about being intentional and finding what works for you. As business owners, we get stuck in this comparison mode. We're like, oh, everybody's using this, so I need to use it too. But when you're really intentional, that is key. And I love too how you said you put it on the calendar because yes, it's a free trial, but it will bill you. So make sure you are taking that advice and putting it on your calendar. I put everything on my calendar. If I didn't put it on the calendar, it doesn't exist in this mom brain. 100% agree. Literally, you stole the words out of my mouth. Nothing will happen if it's not on the calendar. Isn't that so bad? Oh, goodness. Google will forever have my heart with their calendar. 
Exactly. And that really helps us regain control of our time as well because I have myself on a schedule. There's certain tasks that get done on certain days and that keeps me in check. That was one of the things I struggled with when I first walked away from my nine to five. It's like, why have all day? Yeah. I don't have to get this done right away. This can wait till later. Yes. So that keeps me accountable. Yes. There's a, a concept called time collapsing. And I find this to be very true as a mom where it's like, let's say that you're working with your kids at home and you only have a two, maybe three hour window if your kids are really great nappers and in the middle of the day to get your work done. If you know that you only have two, maybe three hours to get your work done, you will get your work done during that time frame because you know it's not going to happen outside of that. But if you have eight hours, then for whatever reason, those three things that you probably could have gotten done in the two hours will take you all eight hours to do. <laughs> so I that's part of the reason why I love the calendar is like you said, I'll like assign myself things, like hold myself accountable and be like, okay, at 10 o'clock, I'm doing this. At 11, I'm doing this. At 12, I'm doing this. And then I'm done with my day or, you know, whatever the schedule looks like. Exactly. Exactly. And just really having that inner awareness of how do I work best and developing systems and strategies around that. Knowing yourself is so key because the way I run my business may be totally different than a mom that's running her business doing the exact same thing. And two, I think it's important that we mention that as a mom, you really have to be respectful of what season of life you're in as well. That's why it's so important as a mom in business, you have to keep your blinders on and get off of the comparison train. Because the way I run my business with two kids in elementary school, I have an OBM. I have help behind the scenes. I'm not doing it all in my business. So it's important for a mom that's trying to do it all, that has toddlers at home, to develop systems and strategies that are going to work for her for her season of life. Mm -hmm. And also being okay, I think in the online business world, a lot of times we want things to happen so quickly because in the online business world, things can happen quickly. But it's funny because I actually come from the corporate world prior to starting my business and nothing happened quickly. There would be a rollout that they would talk about for like a year and then it would may or may not launch the next year. And then if it did, it took like another two years to like actually get implemented. And then by that time it was like old and needed to be redone. And so I sometimes think back to that, like it's okay if your progress is slow because you're living a beautiful life now. Like it's okay if your business doesn't grow to seven figures in one year and somebody else's did who maybe doesn't have kids and maybe has 24 hours a day to work on her business. Like you don't know everybody's situation. So kind of being okay with the season that you're in and knowing that like, yes, it may be slower or like not go as fast as you want it to now, but that doesn't mean it's going to be like that forever too. Oh my gosh. That is such a great point. And you know, something that really helped me navigate that when I was first starting out was keeping track of all my wins, all of my accomplishments, even if it was something as simple as, okay, guess what? I created a lead magnet so I can grow my email list. You know, all of those little things, we get stuck so often focusing on the things we still have to do that we forget how much we actually accomplished while at the same time raising our kids, managing a family, navigating life all at the same time seamlessly. 
I love that idea. I think it'd be so fun if there was like a whiteboard or something in like your office or somewhere where you could see it, where you could write those down. That would be such a cool reminder. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay. We've talked a lot about so many different things in terms of business, but one of the things that I know you are an expert in is really going from like, okay, I'm in my nine to five and I want to be over here in this bucket of the online entrepreneur world but there's this imaginary bridge and I don't know how to cross the bridge. Do you have any tips of like, what are some things people can do to build the bridge and walk over it? Yes, absolutely. So number one, first and foremost, you need to get so super clear on your why because your brain's job is to keep you safe and your brain is going to default and try and compare with past experiences. Well, if you haven't run a business before, it has nothing to compare it with. So it's going to try and hold you back. But when you are so crystal clear on what is your reason for wanting to start this business, and it doesn't matter what that reason is, if it's the eventual flexibility of time, freedom, if you want more money so you can make a bigger impact, it doesn't matter what your reason is. You need to be so crystal clear on your why. Once you've gained clarity on your why, then start to figure out, okay, what am I really good at? What are people always coming to me and asking me for help with? So then you get really clear on the what. Then what do I want my business to look like? Because at the end of the day, that's the cool part about being a business owner that we forget so often is that we can run our business however we want. It does not have to look like anyone else's. And that right there is our superpower that we tend to forget that we have because no one else does exactly what you do with the experiences of life that you have in your unique way. And that right there, once you get over the, oh my gosh, there's other people doing exactly the same thing. The possibilities are endless. I mean, look at Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. They both sell the exact same product, but they both stay in business. I mean, heck, there's how many Dunkins in my city? How many Starbucks? Half the time they're right across the street from each other, yet they're all still in business. When you're seeing other people out there doing what you want to do, it's really proof of concept. It's like, okay, there's a market demand. It's a good thing. So we should start to celebrate that. And then once you've gotten clear on those, start to reverse engineer. So start with that big goal and break it down. Okay, I know this is what I want. How am I going to get there? Here's the steps I need to take. And that's why I still, even if you're just starting out, I always advise getting a mentor, getting someone in your corner. Even if you can't afford a to work with a coach that specializes in exactly what you do, there are so many different community organizations out there that can guide you at least through laying the foundation, making sure your business foundation is solid because so many times we're trying to do shortcuts, we're trying to do all the different things that we're really building a business on quicksand. So really, really making sure that you establish that strong foundation, getting a CPA in your corner, seeking legal counsel, So doing all those not so glamorous tasks are going to set you up for success. 
I could not agree more. Oh, that you touched on so many good things that I want to like rewind and write them down. But I love getting really clear on your why and then the what. And then the third piece of it, which is taking that big goal and reverse engineering it. Because I think as you're bridging that gap, that's really important. But it's even more important once you're there. Because when you're in the day-to-day, sometimes we get caught up in our inbox and doing this thing that the client needs and this thing and, oh, this whatever popped up. And now I need to put out this fire over here and my team member needs something that we've kind of like, it gets a little cloudy as to like, where are we going? And like, what do I need to be doing in order to get there? And like, are my actions actually aligned with getting me there? Because now that you're over the bridge, there's a whole nother long bridge that's going to take you to the path of where you're actually trying to go. And sometimes that bridge has like holes in it and it's got like quicksand and like traps that you're like, distraction alerts. Yes, yes. I agree. And it's because we get stuck in this like reactive mode. And like you said, we're falling into those traps. But when you can really get clear on like, okay, what are those needle moving tasks? What are those IPAs that I should be doing? And I'll tell you, it's not scrolling on social media for inspiration. It's actually really getting clear on what will move the needle. I think so often we're just busy being busy instead of busy actually being productive with those those not so fun but necessary steps that will build a solid foundation. Agreed. Okay. What are some things that you feel like are like non-negotiables for business owners to have that solid foundation, whether they're skills or tools or like things they should set in place? I know you mentioned a few of them, having a mentor, having a community, and then even like getting some of that stressful stuff out of the way, like finances, bookkeeper, CPA, what are like your must-haves in the tool belt of business? So definitely making sure you're using a payment processor. Tax laws are changing a lot right now. And I am not a CPA. I am not, you know, this is not financial advice. But here's the thing. You need somebody in your corner that can help you navigate that. I mean, that right there is something that you want to stay ahead of with someone that knows the laws. Because what I see a lot happening is everyone's using Venmo and PayPal and Apple Pay, but they're not using it as a business entity. That's actually against the terms and conditions of those platforms. So what happens then is those payment platforms can actually completely shut you down and you can get into some big legal trouble. So I always advise, talk to a CPA, know what the best solution is for you. Yes, there's a little bit of cost involved, but the thing is, that's part of business. You build that into your pricing. I mean, it's normal. It's what restaurants do. It's what stores do. It it is the cost of doing business. And then you can write those expenses off at the end of the year. So really having somebody that you can go to anytime with those questions because, yeah, they're always changing and just staying ahead of that. So I think that is number one, so important to do. Number two, make sure you're using contracts. I know it is boring and you're thinking, no, nothing's ever going to happen to me. Nobody's going to come at me. The beautiful thing is even if you can't afford to work one-on-one with legal, have someone on a retainer, there are contract bundles you can buy from some very reputable sources online. I love Andrea Sager. 
She is the legalpreneur and she has contract bundles and she is an expert at what she does. And when I was first starting my business, I used her contract bundles. I mean, even for things like terms and conditions for your website, your privacy policy, all of those, they're very inexpensive. But again, that little bit of money is is worth investing. So those are the two things from a tactical standpoint. And then the third one I would say is really establishing boundaries. As moms, we like to be doing all the things, which is fine, but It's in the multitasking. When we're trying to be a mom and run a business at the same time, it creates a lot of overwhelm. It's a fast track to burnout. So just being intentional, even if you're home with your kids, all right, mom's going to work for a half hour. After I am done with XYZ, I will play with you. I will give you 100% devotion of my time. But even, you know, using a timer, they have different timers where kids can visually see, okay, here's how much time is left until mom is devoted to me. Again, just really being clear and protecting that most valuable resource, your time, will save you so much energy, so much stress, and so much frustration. Agreed. I think having your legal stuff in check, we use contract templates as well from different places online and they're a game changer like you said and you would be surprised like you think oh nobody's gonna look at this nobody's gonna read it they do (laughs) especially as you're like you know one two three four five years into business you will have people that will read your contract and will follow the contract so if you say you have to give me 30 days notice before you terminate this contract they will look at the contract and they will make sure that they follow that because they understand oh this is a legal binding document which means that you can take action on it or they can take action on it but i think it also gives both parties peace of mind knowing okay this is what I expect from you and this is what you expect from me and as long as we follow this said agreement it's kind of like entering into a marriage everything's going to be fine and I also agree on what you were talking about with that dedicated boundaries I mean as a mom of like two littles I feel that if there are days where my kids are at home and I'm trying to do really focused work while also watching them it's not that they're being bad or doing anything crazy. It's that I feel stressed because I'm trying to hold the baby and feed the toddler and also answer this email and, oh, this client needs this. And it's like, ah! (laughs) So saying, like you're talking about, okay, I'm going to do this for 30 minutes and then after that, we're going to go play outside, typically works really well. And I love the timer idea. I think that that is genius. Yeah, exactly. It's just about being smarter because yes, we can do both, But when we're trying to do both at the same time, neither one is going to get the full attention that it deserves. So our work tasks are going to take twice as long, if not longer. And then our kids are going to keep interrupting us even more because they don't feel like we're paying attention to them. So it just really helps you regain control of the chaos. Totally. 100%. Okay. I want to know, because you have been in business for over three years now, you're on business number two. What's been like the biggest lesson that you've learned along the way? Sure. So it is detached from the outcome because there are going to be launches that flop. There are going to be record-breaking months. There are going to be months that it's lower than low. So it's really 
viewing business almost like an experiment that you're just trying different things and then you're using the data. You're using that data that you get to guide your next decision. Because when a client decides, okay, I'm not going to renew my contract with you to keep working with you, it's okay. You know, there's going to be a point I don't, I'm not going to be working with someone for the rest of their life. I know that. But just really being objective about it and using the data and pivoting when it's appropriate, but really leaning into the strategies that are working. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. One more fun question and then we'll dive into our rapid fire. If there is something that you could tell somebody about yourself that would be a complete surprise, maybe it's like your audience or something like that, what would it be? You know, honestly, I think it's that I I always thought I knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. I graduated college when I was 20 because I thought I knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. But it's okay to change your mind. And, you know, I still, there were, there's times when I'm like, I feel guilty about having worked and that role for so many years and not demanding better for myself and leaning into what I was truly meant to do. So for me, that's what it is that, you know, I come from a career in healthcare, like, but I'm proof that if I can do it, so can you. Yeah. 100%. Okay, so some fun rapid fire questions that we're going to go through. Okay, the first one is, and you can just like spit off whatever's on the top of your mind. Who or what is currently inspiring you right now? So Lewis Howes. I am reading The Greatness Mindset and oh my gosh, that book is phenomenal. I mean, I'm a mindset personal development junkie. So good. I am adding it to my list right now. I love yes, a good book recommendation. <laughs> I'm like, tell me more. I follow him and like, you know, just the podcast and all of his stuff. So yes, I'm I'm with you. Okay. Um, what is something that you're really excited about right now? I am excited because we are doing our second annual in-person event here in Northeast Ohio in October. We did our first one last year. It was one of those that I'm like, you know what? Let's do an event. And I did it. And here we're doing it again. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, okay. I might have to pick your brain on your event because that sounds like so much fun. I want to hear like all the behind the scenes details. Okay. Next question. Um, what are you currently craving? What am I currently craving? I mean, in in life or um, <laughs> whatever, or you know. <laughs> I am just craving just more calm. And that's what I'm going to get with summer. I've really been working hard on the back end to have everything scheduled. And I know you've been doing that as well, you know, just setting myself up for success so that I can enjoy more time with my kids. So I'm just craving some calm in my life. I love that. Okay. And then what is a nugget of advice you would give to a new entrepreneur? Maybe it's something that you learned or wish you knew when you were first starting out. So for me, it is all about taking messy action. Stop overanalyzing and just start doing. We often hold ourselves back and we we get into these perfectionist tendencies and I mean, even me, I was a procrastinator. planner. I would plan everything to the nth degree. And it's like, no, I just need to take action. 
Because here's the thing, you know enough. Stop taking all the courses, stop taking all the freebies. Implement what you know first. Take action. Action is what creates momentum. Momentum creates results. So you need to take action. Oh, I love that. I think I'm going to put that on a quote on my wall. Um, <laughs> this has been such a treat, Amy. Thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with our audience. Where can everybody follow along with you, work with you, hang out with you? So I am most active over on Instagram at Amy Tra. Okay, amazing. So give her a follow. We will also put links to her website and all resources that she mentioned down in the show notes. And again, thank you so much. You just finished another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. And because I know you're a mover and shaker, here's your action item. Snap a screenshot of this episode, share it over on Instagram, and tag me at Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week, I'll pick one person and send you a Starbucks gift card on me as my way of saying, hey, thanks for hanging out with me on the regular and being a part of this incredible movement. See you next week.